If you have your Bibles and will turn with me, I have two portions of Scripture. One found in the book of Job, chapter 14, and then we will be going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 61. And I will read beginning with verse number 1. Amen. Job chapter 14 and verse number 7. Job declared, For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground, yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. Isaiah chapter 61, it's going to be a very familiar portion of scripture that you have heard, I'm sure. Verse 1 said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me, or the Hebrew word is empowered me. He has empowered me to preach the gospel or the good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Verse 3, this is the same commission. The Lord, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me to appoint. The word appoint here means to assign or give, to portion out unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And everybody said amen. By the help of the Lord, I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning from the subject, there is hope. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say that with me. There is hope. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The day dawned as so many others before it. It was a clear crisp, beautiful northeastern day, but soon it was to turn into a day like another, any other. <clears throat> it was September 11, 2001. Suddenly and unexpectedly, America was struck by the unthinkable, and terrorists Commandeering planes used them as weapons of mass destruction to kill many, many of our citizens. The shock of that moment was enormous. <clears throat> I can still remember where I was when news came of the tragic events and we quickly found a, a news station that we could 
uh, see all of the unfolding drama. I remember catching it just as the second plane plowed into the Twin Towers and just the, 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 the utter and sheer shock of what was happening. It almost <clears throat> was surreal as if it were only a movie or some kind of dramatic presentation. Yet it was not a movie and it was not a dramatic presentation. It was a reality. Thousands of lives would be lost before that day was over. Perhaps out of all of the events of that day, the planes that plowed into the Pentagon and those that plowed into the fields in Pennsylvania, the most shocking sight had to be those planes flying into those twin towers and then to watch as the explosion erupted and the fire began to billow out and the newscasters and the prognosticators began to surmise what all would happen and then the worst that we could have imagined came to pass. Those buildings began to crumble and the reality of what happened began to sink in Thousands upon thousands of people responded from all over our country to come and help deal with that tragedy. They came from far and wide to help dig through the rubble in hopes of finding life. And it was a very overwhelming and tedious job. Amid all of that carnage, <clears throat> there was a... Uh, a, a a sense of hopelessness as they looked at what was before them and there among all of the carnage there was little that encouraged them in their efforts because there was such devastation. Almost three weeks had passed by from the beginning of the reclamation until this particular day when again Men and women donned their hard hats and they put on their gloves and they went back into that heap of rubble trying to find life to see if anything alive remained. And then someone found it. There amid the rubble, amid all of the devastation, it would be the last living thing that was brought out from the smoldering ruins of those twin towers. For there amid the rubble and remains of death, they found a tree that looked to be still alive. It was broken. Most of its limbs had been stripped away from it. What you see here is after it has been moved, but that beautiful tree that had stood there for some 20 years had been decimated. Its roots had been snapped and its branches had been torn away and the trunk was blackened by fire that had scorched it. But miraculously, as those workers looked down into that debris field, they saw one limb that still had green leaves on it. And being as it was amid all of the death and dying and devastation, 
they had found what they saw to be a living thing. It was just a common calorie pear tree, a non but non-fruit-bearing, but a very beautiful tree to say the least. It had been planted there. And one worker said that at that point in our reclamation, we felt like we couldn't disregard any sign of life, however small it might have been. And so out of that rubble, they extracted that tree Carefully the workers freed it from all that had trapped it and hurt it and they took it away to a new environment in, in a, a place not far from there and men began to carefully work and nurture that tree to bring it back to its former beauty. What an amazing story that amid all of the death and dying there was still something that remained alive. Those men who carefully worked on it are proud of it today because now 12 years later, it stands in that memorial area where those towers once were. And now it is a beautiful, budding, blossoming pear tree. And by the way, in this period of time, it has grown four times its height. It was only eight feet tall when they took it away, but now it stands over 30 feet tall. What an amazing, amazing illustration there is in God's divine creation of our ability and the ability of nature to somehow dig itself out or come out from under the worst kind of conditions and live again. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If you could see a close-up of that, and I, I don't have the ability to do it, but if you will look down near the, the, the base of the tree where the branches begin to fork, you will see some ugly scars that are still there that are reminders of that day. And if you look carefully, you will note there's still some blackening of the trunk that even the 12 years have not been able to take away. And you would see other markings of that tree. But if you look, you will amazingly notice that out of those broken, gnarled in. There's new life that has sprouted and new limbs that have shot up and now there's new life that is flowing in that once forgotten and thought dead tree. You'll see green leaves now shimmering in the breeze and you will find limbs that are coming out of old scars. Oh my Lord, what an amazing testimony. And believe it or not, on Tuesday, March the 20th, 2012, it bloomed for the first time in that memorial park since that devastating day. Oh, what a testament to the resilience that God has put within nature and not just nature but you and I to be able to take the shocks of life and to absorb the painful things that come into our life 
and yet somehow come out from under it all and find that there is life after the wounding, that there is life after the tragedy, there is life after the trauma that has happened in our life. Praise God. You will find that it has grown in that place and in that time and it is now in a place of unimaginable loss, lifting its limbs toward heaven, saying, I survived. And so it has come to be known as the survivor tree, buried by tragedy, covered by tons of debris, traumatized by trouble, broken, battered, burned, scarred, from lifeless limbs and snap roots and the ravages of fire, it has survived and now it stands as a living witness among all of the things there in that memorial area. It is a testimony that there is hope, my friend. I don't care how bad life looks. I don't care how bad things seem at the present moment. I don't care even how hopeless it may appear. When God is involved, there is always hope for a better day. Ah, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The survivor tree was crushed, but it rises up again. It was scarred, but it refused to die. It was reduced to almost nothing but a stub, but now it has new growth. It is broken, but still battles. It was attacked, but it's still alive. It was traumatized, but it's still triumphant. It was injured, but it's still inspiring. It was hurt, but it still fills me with hope. It was wounded, but once again, it waves its limbs in worship to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I came this Sunday morning to tell somebody there still is hope no matter what your situation may be. Hallelujah. It was shocked, but it's still standing. It was upset, but it's unruffled. It was distressed, but it is now delivered. Hallelujah. How could that happen? How could that be? How could you see something as beautiful and amazing as that? It happened because it was created by a God who put within it a life force that was greater than any hell that could come against it. And if God would do that for a tree, can you imagine what he is doing for us and what he has put in mankind that can help us and enable us to survive the same kind of tragedies and traumas. There is within all of us a life and a power of life that is greater than the tragedies and the traumas of life and if that tree can withstand and still remain standing, then I've come to tell somebody else, so can you and so can we. No matter what has happened in your life, you 
can rise up again. You can lift your hands again. You can dance again. You can rejoice again because God is a God of hope and he has put within me that same understanding this morning. Oh, clap your hands and praise him today. Magnify the Lord with me. Hallelujah. The survivor tree is a witness and a testimony that there is hope for the future. Amen. No matter how bleak the moment might be. And I've come to tell someone here today that has gone through their own 9-11 that life that is in you is greater than the hell that is against you. Hallelujah. I've come to tell someone this morning that you can make it, that you can live again, that you can be fruitful again, that you can lift your hands after the wounding and be a worshiper again. Hallelujah. 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 Because our God is a God of hope. The survivor tree reminds us this morning that life can be brutal. It's not always peace and contentment. It's not always... I'm here to tell you that that tree is a representative of all of us, that life is filled with the unexpected happenings, and, I, and those happenings can forever change our life. And it reminds us this morning that life can come out of scars and out of wounds, and that death has not won, and death has not triumphed. Even though today I may look battered and beaten, I am not defeated because inside of me there is a life that is greater than all of the hell that is against me on the outside. And inside of me there is a hope that no matter how dark the moment may seem and no matter how ugly the scene is in my life, that out of that rubble, out of those ashes, out of that trauma can come victory to my life and I can rise again. Hallelujah. That tree reminds us that the worst did not get the best of us. Oh, I, I need to say that again. That tree reminds us that the worst did not get the best of us. You hear me. God spoke to me to yet yesterday and he said you need to tell somebody that what you lost in your life was not the best of you. The best of you is what remains with you and is in you right now no matter what your loss is. That was not the best of you. What's standing here today, what's lifting hands today, that is the best of me. And it's going to be through that and by that that God will bring me where he wants me to be. Come on, love him right now. 
Thank him for hope in this building this morning. Thank him for hope in this place today. Hallelujah. 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 The tree is a testimony that you can triumph over your tragedies. What's so wonderful about that story is that it is growing amid its former ruin. You know, there's a lot of people that go through tragedy and bad things in their life and then they get to a place where they think, I can't, I can't stay here any longer. I can't bloom here. I can't grow here because I've had too many bad things happen to me here. What a better place to be than here as a testimony to what grace can do. What a better place to be than here to lift your hands and say, you know what, I was down, but I'm not anymore. I was broken, but I'm not today. I had some scars. They're still evident there, but I also have some new growth in my life. And you don't look at the scars. You looked at the beautiful limbs and the flowers that bud, and you are reminded there in that picture that there is hope. You know what some of us need to do? We need to get our eyes off of the scars and start looking because out of those scars comes new growth, and out of those wounds comes comes new life and out of those tragedies comes a new day and we can live again no matter how bad the situation has been. You can survive the worst that man can throw at you. You can overcome your setbacks. That tree is a reminder that we must not get stuck in the past but we must always understand that with God there is always a future. Somebody say always, always. It reminds us to not fear what is before us because God is with us. And if God is with us, who can be against us? Amen. I hurry to a conclusion. I thought it was interesting that one arborist said of trees that they are very resilient. He said it is in their DNA to come back from wounds. You were not made to be a quitter. You were not made a loser. You were not made to wind up on the trash heap of life. God made you a chosen vessel. God designed you and he orchestrated your life so that you would be a praise to his glory. So I don't care what's happened in your life. It doesn't matter what's come down on you. It doesn't matter what's tried to bury you. This preacher has come this morning to tell you that whatever you're facing, whether it's a heartbreak or an attack or a loss or a failure or a setback or devastation, you can rise up again and you can praise him and you can overcome whatever it is that has been against you. It's a picture of what God does for those who are willing to try. Terrorists can rock our world on a daily basis. Tragedies scar us and come unexpected. But we must imitate that tree that survives its disasters and overcomes the evil happenings in life. And you know the truth is there are survival trees in this place this morning. There are some of you sitting here right now that are all cleaned up. You're dressed. You look good. But if we could have seen you a few years ago, 
There would have been nothing but stubs and broken limbs and snapped roots and burned and charred life that sin had wasted. But because somebody found you, somebody cared enough to look for you, and they found you in the rubble of life and they dug you out and they started nurturing you and pampering you and working with you. Now today you come all dressed up and you look really nice. You look like the perfect specimen of somebody that has their act together but the truth is those limbs come out of scars that were there for a long time and I worship him in spite of my tragedies and the pain that's in my life I'm here to tell you that we live in a world that will kill your hope and crush your dreams and snuff out your desires and tell you that there is no future. But you listen to this preacher this morning. God sent me on a divine mission to tell somebody that there is hope today. There is hope this morning. That there is hope this place can find hope whatever the situation might be. When Isaiah began to prophesy the coming ministry of the Lord, what he prophesied was astonishing, that he would appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be like trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, listen to me. Hear me this morning. I don't care how bad it's been, and it doesn't matter the amount of devastation in your life. It may take you a little while, but you can get up again. Amen. How fitting it was that a pear tree would be found. A pear tree, this particular type pear tree, is the first to bloom at the end of winter. It is the first herald of the spring. It blooms before many other trees even get the scent that the season is changing. It blooms and its blooms are so delicate and white that they are literally awe-inspiring. But this is what I found to be of such interest. That they are composed, those blooms are composed of five delicate white petals. Five, the number of grace. G-R-A-C-E. So what this tree testifies is that his grace is telling you this morning that you can live again. Hallelujah. Job suffered the total devastation that a person could suffer. The unthinkable had happened to him and the unimaginable had come upon him. And as Job wrestled with the feelings and the emotions of all that had transpired, no doubt the questions filled him quite regularly. What could compare with what had happened in his life? And then it came like a tree that has been cut down. Cut down. That was his life. Cut down by loss. Cut down by the failure of his own wife to understand and stand with him, cut down by friends who were sure that he was hiding some kind of unknown sin. But in that particular moment, 
God reminded Job that even if a tree is cut down, there is hope of that tree, even if it has been cut down. There is hope even when life cuts you down. And there are those in this building that have been cut way down at times. But hope says you can rise again. I ask you to stand with me this morning. I'm not here just to preach about a tree. I'm here to preach about a Savior that is powerful to save. And a God who made you to overcome. And what he put in that tree, he put in you. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, whatever you're fighting today, I want to tell you that there is hope. Amen. Somebody say it with me. There is hope. Oh, and by the way, did I mention that even after all of that 9-11, after this tree had been found and transplanted, a hurricane came in. Strong winds and rain came and uprooted it. It fell over. The only thing that saved it was a, a fence that was alongside it. And then a small earthquake shook that part of New York. And yet it survived. Praise God. I'm just here to tell you that storms keep coming, but however they come, you can overcome Every one of them. Every one of them. You know what some of you ought to do this morning? You're not out of it yet. You don't even feel like doing it. But you're on your way out. You're on your way because God has quarantined you. He has pulled you aside to a place where he can work on you. And before you ever reach that status, you ought to already start trying to put up what you can and say, God, I want to thank you that I'm still here. <laughs> I want to thank you that I'm still here, that I still have a voice. It may be weak, and my body may be worn and torn, but I'm here this morning. I, I want somebody this morning to lift up their hands with me right now and say, God, I want to thank you for the power that you have put in all of us that keeps us holding on, that keeps us from giving up, that keeps us from turning back. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. I praise you today. 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 You know the songwriter had it right. I don't even know who wrote this, but they had it right. They said, I have hope when trouble comes my way. I have hope since Jesus has come to stay. I have hope, oh yes, when things are not well with me. I have hope. It's a beautiful hope that sets me free. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now when I'm in distress, he says, come unto me. And when I'm oppressed, I know that he will give me liberty. Time may come and Time may go, and I feel like I've reached the end of the line. But if I'll just keep the faith and don't ever doubt, the Lord will be on time. Because I have hope when trouble comes my way. I have hope 
this morning when dark days are over me and I feel like I'm buried and I'm never going to rise again. There's something pulsating inside me this morning that said, yeah, you're going to get up because I made you to get up. You're going to overcome this because I made you to overcome this. You're going to get out of that because you're better than that and you are not that. This is what you are. Somebody ought to praise him right now. Somebody ought to say, yes, Lord, I agree with you this morning. I believe you today. Hallelujah. 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 You know what? If I was here this morning and I didn't feel but just an inkling of anything, I would act on that inkling because that inkling's enough to get you out. You don't know what an inkling is. It's just a little bit. It's just a tad. And even if I didn't feel anything, I would get out because I know God is faithful. And if God would do that for nature, what's he going to do for this nature? If God would do that for a tree, what would God do for a man? I would get out and lift my hands and say, Hell, you haven't won yet. Devil, you haven't overcome me today. Trouble, you don't have me yet. Tragedy, you're not going to sink me. You're not going to bury me. You're not going to destroy me. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if God be for me, who can be against me? Oh, come on.